Grant County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole story told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Welcome back to Where We Landed. I'm Alicia Hazelwood with the United Way of Grant County, and I am joined today with Kylie Jackson, the President and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce here in Marion. Hey, everybody. And Scott Miller, the owner of Bowman Construction. Hello. And uh, I get to start today with the icebreaker question. Were you done with the introductions? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. (laughs) So the icebreaker question is you can eat only one food again for the rest of your life. What is it? Um, Do you need some time to process that? Oh, I got it. Okay. Man, he's like, this shooting from the hip thing's going to be hard. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. So our guest is Matt Voss. He's going to answer one of these questions, and Kylie will be introducing him in just a second. But Matt, do you want to fire first with the one food that you could only eat? Usually two answers, one from the hip and the one that I really think about. (laughs) The hip one is I want a steak, but (laughs) it's probably not the most practical option, but... It'll fill you up for a while. So Absolutely, I that's like good steak. Stuff. Yeah. Did you have another process one, or is that the it'd shoot? probably take a couple hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Kylie. Uh, well, the queso I just ate for lunch, um, <laughs> chips and queso. That was my lunch. Uh, it was pretty good. Los Amores serves up some good queso. They do. That's yeah. Very good. And All that's right. that came to mind because that's what I just had. So that's usually how I answer things. Okay. The best TV show <laughs> the, I watch is the one I just finished. Just watched. <laughs> right. I'm feeling that same way because I'm thinking um, grilled cheese. But I was mentioning earlier, grilled cheese is my all-time favorite food, right? With pizza, and that's because you can have. That's true anything in a grilled cheese it could be sweet it could be savory so as long as i can change the ingredients in my grilled cheese mm. does that that's count going for. Yeah. i'm, I'm gonna go with Swiss that cheese, uh, yeah. i guess i cheese. picked the i picked the answer that's like the answer but it's not really the answer uh, not really yeah, i'm kind of cheating anything no, yeah. that's a good one <laughs> that <laughs> seems smart to me <laughs> yep yep for me it is pizza and in college, uh, my junior and senior year, I lived off campus, but I had the food pass. My parents wanted to make sure I ate well, so I still had the food pass to the cafeteria. But I never used it, and I always ordered pizza every single night uh, from the local pizzeria and had it delivered. So pizza would be my so one. You've already done this. I've already, yeah, I'm, I'm already living it. And see, he uh, cheated too because yeah. he picked pizza, which you can also have multiple different. Every uh, top. Do you yeah. put the same thing on your pizza? All Sausage, time? pepperoni. That's it. Meat, cheese. Mm. Mm. Meat and cheese. I guess that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kylie. All right. So our guest today, you've already heard from a little bit, is Matt Voss. Um, Matt is a Boomerang uh, Grant County resident, um, moved here as a child, mm-hmm. left for a while, and is now back as part of Near Space Launch, which we'll uh, dig into and let hear more from him about. Um, but we just want to let you, Matt, start us off. Just yeah. tell us kind of how that whole trajectory, um, what got you here in the first place, and and what have you been doing since then? How'd you land here? Yeah, simple question. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and we have well, 45 no, minutes. All right. Well, all right. I can give you the old uh, couple word answer. No. Yeah. Um, so I'm a multi-boomerang person uh, for Grant County. Uh, moved here when I was 11 from California uh, with my family. So they came and uh, 
went to school at King's Academy and then went to Taylor and then took my first job with Slingshot, previous Tree of Life. And I went up to Grand Rapids for a year, worked there for a year, and then came back and worked in Grand County. Um, And then got married, moved away to Ecuador and Colorado, and uh, moved back here again and started working with Near Space Launch. I've been here for a couple of years um, with my family. So different seasons of life. I've lived in Grand County, and yeah, it's been fun to be back again. So, so we'll just go ahead and, and start off with this. When we when we met a couple of years ago, and you were telling me about, about Near Space Launch, you were mm-hmm. telling me your role in the company is to be the one that can explain it to normal uh, no. <laughs> normal people. <laughs> so, so tell us tell us about Near Space Launch. Because I'm the guy that can't build the stuff. So. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the one that gets to tell the story, yeah. So um, Near Space Launch started about six years ago, I think now. Uh, it grew out of Taylor University. Both my, my dad is one of the co-founders along with Jeff Daly. Uh, they both had previous um, experience in engineering and uh, technologies. Uh, my dad used to work for Lockheed, and so they started, they'd been building satellites at Taylor and previously, and so they launched a business um, for building small satellites for space. Uh, and so since then, they've built 600 systems that have flying in, flown into space in the last um, last couple of years. And so that's a pretty cool achievement uh, for their company. And so about three years ago, I think it's been about four now, I jumped on as their business guy. Um, and so trying to help them uh, walk through how we can do some of the different projects and do uh, different things. But uh, the way that I like to explain what NearSpace does for the space sector is three things. Uh, one, we help the people get to space for the first time. Uh, so if you've never done it before, if you guys want something flown, just let me know. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm here what today, actually, to ask you. fly into space? <laughs> what can we get, get you guys to fly in space today? Um, and then also space weather. Uh, so we have kind of help with that whole area where we take uh, uh, particle detectors and take different experiments and see what's going on up there right now. That's a big area of uh, research and study. Um, that's done with a lot of the NASA group and teams, and that's one of our contracts. Um, and then we do also uh, some STEM. That was actually one of our heart and missions when we started was a STEM mission and really working with schools, high schools, middle schools, universities. So we've done a lot of that in the past um, couple of years. And actually, we're trying to launch a nonprofit called Near Space Education uh, starting next year uh, full on. But we're, we're building a space within our new uh, areas that we're growing into for that endeavor. So, yeah, so we're, we've got a couple of different things going on there and uh, also communication systems and other stuff. But... So this is awesome for Grant County, I think, you know, to have a, a STEM type of business here in the county, high-tech business. Um, it, as you are thinking about the future, do you see this staying as a fairly, I'll call it small business enterprise, mm-hmm. or do you, is this something that could eventually have 100 people, 200 people, three, you know, what, what's the size and scope that you guys are thinking about today? Yeah, it's definitely evolving. I mean, I think it's, I'm not going to say one way for sure or not, but I'll say the space sector is definitely growing rapidly and expanding rapidly. Uh, we do do a lot of robotic assembly, um, but we are ex- hired, we just hired two guys on this past month, um, coming on in the next six months, both of them. Um, but um, it's hard to put exactly the number of where we're going to uh, lead that. We are starting to build constellations of satellites. Um, and we just That's why we expanding to this larger facility. I think we've been a very different story. Usually the model is you find an investor and try to get millions of dollars and those kind of things, and then you hire a bunch of people, and then hopefully you find the sales. And we've been actually just incrementally growing with our sales. And um, as we get our contracts, then we bring more people on. Uh, 
Um, and so with that, I think, you know, we're going to be getting to 20 and then we'll go from there, you know, and just see what kind of contracts are available, what's our capacity capabilities and where the market's at. This is a very changing market too. So, um, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll take a stride at a time. Uh, but it's been neat to see a lot of the different people that have been coming on board our team. I mean, we have people that we've been hiring from Grand County. We have people that we just hired from Colorado that's, he was in the Midwest and wanted to come back and do aerospace. And so he came and joined our team. Um, we've got people coming from Lafayette and Fort Wayne. So it's been a lot neat a variety group coming to work with us yeah that's fantastic so out of curiosity like how how and why did you end up coming back here to do that is that because your dad and Jeff were here and so that's why it's rooted here Mm -hmm. or um, because you're talking about Lafayette Fort Wayne Colorado it could be easily any of those other places so Mm -hmm. what is it about this community that caused you you guys to kind of have it here yeah, it was kind of a roundabout way. Um, so my wife was approached to actually work at Taylor, uh, and so she's and uh, she had always wanted to teach um, in the university. And so, uh, with the opportunity, we were able to move back, um, and that was a good transition point with one of my other companies I had started in Colorado, and it's still out there. And um, and so she was teaching, and uh, I was uh, talking with. My dad and I has always been excited because we both had our own businesses and thought it'd be always fun to work together. And uh, the opportunity really arose and they were at a good point where they really kind of needed a business operator. And um, that's kind of how it came back to place. And also the season of life with our family with a bunch of kids, it was really neat to be around family for that as well. And um, a couple of good reasons there, so. But. Okay, you said <laughs> bunch of kids. What qualifies as a bunch for you? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> we previous, uh, so I come from a family of nine kids, uh, but I have four kids of my own. So, okay. so it's still four is a pretty good sized family. So when you've got the nine, so eight siblings, that's true. Are yes. they all around here? Or um, so I'm picturing like family Christmas. I grump about my husband because it's just me and my brother, but um, he's got a big family. So. Yeah. Well, and we all, the people that we've married is usually a family of two or a very small right. side. So <laughs> they can identify with you on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. A little big Greek fact, whatever that movie's called. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, one, exactly. They get that experience. But um, yeah, I mean, we've probably, I think we're up to 40 people now. So it's a big, big group of people when we get together. Um, of the nine, I think six live within about four hours. Oh, wow. Um, I recruited heavily to get them to live near where I was. And some of them were in. Colorado or California so yeah so a little spread out but mostly around here so over the last three to four months pretty public as it relates to some big names being in the space business that haven't typically been in the space business so you know the founder of Tesla Virgin Galactic um, near space New space. <laughs> He's like, I'm aware of all the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just throw that one out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jeff Bezos, are you guys beginning to even try to interact with any of those businesses, um, or looking to do your own thing and and uh, and stay away from those? Yeah. So right. yeah, the, the three sectors there, and the commercial sector is definitely one that we work with. Uh, we've sold some stuff to those different groups as well. Um, and so yeah, we have it's. It's not a huge industry out there, but it's it's definitely growing. Um, but yeah, we've definitely worked with and interacted and um, s- sold some of our products to them and subsystems. Yeah. So yeah, fascinating. A, yeah, they've definitely are doing some really cool things and pushing 
things accelerating where the market's going really fast. So, so Matt, one of the I'm on your website here, and the the no. first kind of fact is he's like hopefully I it's up to date. <laughs> <laughs> it says near space launch has a 100 percent in orbit mission success rate. Industry standard is less than 60 percent. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I yeah. can understand percentages like. 100% is good. Right. So, yeah, so why, why is not. yours so much better than the industry average? Uh, a couple of reasons. Um, from a STEM perspective, it's even lower because uh, when they launch, um, it's their first time building a satellite. So like a university goes to build theirs and they're trying to, it's kind of like making your car for the first time and hope it turns when it's in space. I mean, of course, there's a lot of testing and a lot of work that's mm-hmm. been done. Uh, one of the major regions that satellites don't work when they go to space is communication systems. Um, it's kind of hard to get, you're going 17,000 miles per hour around the world and you're going around it multiple times. It's changing from hot to cold and, uh, from, you know, really negative degrees to really hot by the sun. And so, um, if you can't, one of the things is the communication system. If you can't get that working at that speed, uh, it's going to be a dead silent on right at the beginning. And so we have really a strong communication system that we've, uh, that's kind of our niche, and that's how we started here. We've flown about 100 of those radios. Um, it's called Global Star, so if you basically take your a sat phone and you go out to Alaska, um, and you try to, that's the kind of phone, like it's, it connects to Global Star. So Global Star is that search and rescue group you can do when you're in the ocean. And so what we were able to do instead of, uh, we used our radios to be able to point to the Global Star constellation above us. Uh, so when we're in orbit, we're talking to a, a constellation above us, and so, we're able to actually uh, have a continuous connection to our satellites. Even if we're rotating or flipping at 17,000 miles per hour, we're able to still connect, while these other ones have to really have a hard time connecting to a single ground station on Earth. Um, So anyways, that's just one of our advantages of high success rate is we have a good communication system, and then um, our engineers have 70 years of experience, and it's a lot of different things. So... Um, hopefully quality is built in the system and, yeah. Yeah, and we're blessed and <laughs> so there's diff- there's a lot of different ways of it all but um, yeah usually uh, that's kind of how they qualify is if you are able to con- communicate with your satellite for a certain amount of time um, and also how you determine what mission success looks like for your, your mission Matt so I'm going to ask you a personal question about significant other your spouse how okay. you guys met and, and part of it it's a two for question because I think you guys um, also spent some time in Ecuador. Did I hear that yeah, correctly? Yep. So how did you meet and then why Ecuador? Yeah, so we were um, uh, on a mission trip actually in Paraguay uh, and so we met there and got to know each other for a month and uh, but we weren't we didn't date until about five months later um, after the trip and so it was kind of special for us already. Uh, we both really enjoy the Latin American culture and just spending time <clears throat> down south and then um, so that's how we met each other, and we dated for a year and then got married, and uh, we decided our first year of marriage we'd just like to go live abroad and uh, do something different there, and uh, there was an opportunity to actually do that, um, and we figured this would be a good time to do it if we were going to, and um, I just finished flipping a house and some other projects, so it was a good closure, and so uh, there was a connection in Ecuador that we could go live there, and um, we're like, let's go for it. So I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but <laughs> so, we were, so what did you do there? <laughs> so it was a really fun year, and it was, it was really neat. We got to work with in a school there and an orphanage, and um, within the local church there, and then we were teaching English um, to a lot of different groups as well, and um, travel around. We got lead student groups on. Uh, 
different excursions throughout Ecuador. So that's right by the Amazon and the Andes and the Galapagos are down there. So it was an amazing year full of a lot of travel. And we both love travel a lot. So a lot of our uh, life-giving things in our marriage were able to align in Ecuador. So, um, and uh, yeah, it was challenging because you can't use your heart language, but I, so we call it. So <laughs> I did not speak Spanish very well at the time. So that was one of my goals was to learn Spanish, but uh, it was a frustrating process of trying to learn. So, <laughs> but did you? Were you successful at learning? Um, I am completely fluent. No, because <laughs> <laughs> they always talk about immersion, right? Like I wish that's I could the say easiest that. way to learn a language is to immerse yourself in it. Yeah, <laughs> I no. wish that I knew Spanish well enough to test you. But yeah, I don't, I no, don't. that was oh, sarcasm. Wow. That was that. that was, that's my dry humor. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, you, I learned enough to be about twenty minutes conversational. Um, and now I'm probably a lot less than that. So, but yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. But yeah, my, my wife was a lot more immersed and able to uh, speak it really well. Um, so I, I like to keep trying and keep learning. So. Everybody just thought you were an introvert. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just, yeah, thinking about everything always. So I'm, uh, I'm going to pull over and park here for just a second. So I'm doing this Duolingo app. Okay. Yes. And every day you learn some language on this thing, and I'm up to 571 All straight right. days of Spanish. You're ready to go. So, hola. All right. Como estas? There you go. <laughs> That's what you got. 571. Yeah, I know. I'm right. right. I like yeah. it. He said, como estas? How are you? Yes. So. Yeah, Get our going yeah. through it all. So. so, anyway, thanks for indulging me in my Spanish. Yes, yes. I do like that app. I used it when I went to Russia last year and you do pick up things. It's an interesting way that it teaches you and yeah. um, I like to think about the, the system that they've built in the background that's uh, that's teaching it to you. It's yeah, pretty, mm-hmm. it's, pretty it's interesting. fascinating. So that, that could be our tip of the day if anybody wants to <laughs> yeah. learn a language is Duolingo. Yeah. Is one Unless of you can immerse yourself. That's like, the immersion, <laughs> yes. Uh, or be be five-year-old and really learn it then. You know, exactly. just that's <laughs> <laughs> What was your favorite part about Ecuador? Hmm. And where is your spouse originally from? So where did she grow up? Yep. Um, so favorite part of Ecuador, that's a question I should process. Um, but first thing that comes to my mind was um, it was really good for our marriage. I mean, it was our first time people didn't know. Like, I mean, I was married for about two weeks before we moved there. And so no one really knew us when we moved there. They're like, oh, you guys are a married couple. So it was really good for our year of solidifying and just getting to know each other and like hammering in that um, that's what we're here and what we're doing and just trying to figure this out and but have fun doing it. So um, there's a lot of work and a lot of other things I could go down, um, but I think that was one of the major goals, and that worked. So yeah. um, that was a big part. And then my wife Corey, uh, she is from Wheaton, Illinois, so right outside Chicago yeah. area, so about four hours. So we did the the mid distance dating for a while. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> did she end up going to Wheaton College? Or she went to Taylor. So she, we she met went Taylor. to Taylor. Yeah, as well. she went to Taylor as well. So okay. she came down here. So. Awesome. Yeah. So that's how we got to meet each other. The Community Foundation of Grant County is so pleased to sponsor the first 12 episodes of Where We Landed. The mission of the Community Foundation is to connect people, resources, and causes to promote sustainable impact towards the betterment of Grant County. We're pleased to record these amazing stories from our community. So another question uh, is, in, in growing up with a family of nine, this may be a, an interesting one that your brothers and sisters could answer, but 
what do people misunderstand about you most? So mm. if there's something that's, that they don't understand about Matt, what would that be? From coming from a family of nine kids. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things. Or it could just be something. <laughs> there's plenty to talk there. Or, or it could be, yeah, we talked yeah. about this being a therapy session for you. Being the middle right. child of nine. That's so. right. <laughs> Help me through you all. You guys can charge me later. Um, but uh, as far as for coming from a larger family, I mean, I think... Uh, I think people always have a lot of thoughts about a large family, um, but for me, I mean, it's was a really fun way to grow up. It's some of you know some of the best friends I have. Uh, it's eight boys, one girl. Um, oh. We did a lot of different uh, adventures, different traveling together. We still do. We get together, you know, once a year. As far as um, we celebrate our fortieth together and those kind of things. So it's a, it's a been a it's been a really fun. A fun way to grow up. Um, I think people can think, you know, um, larger families, you know, you can have a lot of, well, actually, what would you think of when you think of families of nine kids? <laughs> well, the first thing, so the first thing I thought of when you said there are nine kids in the family and there's only one girl mm-hmm. is, did she ever get to date? Like, was that? She moved to a different states. So. Yeah. So, I mean, she did I can then. see you guys being very protective of the sister. Mm-hmm. But my first thing is like, where are you in the list? Like in the lineup. Uh, or is, what's my number? Right, you're in yeah. the lineup. You got enough for a baseball team. Where, where are you That's at? That's a common question. Yes, and we actually did go and play together on a basketball team, all of us, um, at one time. So I'm a, actually one of the shorter brothers, um, and uh, um, I'm number five of the lineup. So mi- the middle child syndrome, extremely. And the sister. So <laughs> uh, she's second to the youngest. So okay. yes. Could sure. you imagine having like? five or six older brothers like <laughs> better watch out so wow. yeah my uh we do have a little bit of a common connection uh, my mom grew up in a family of nine oh, okay. and so our family reunions and she was the second to youngest she's a twin and oh. her twin brother was the last um and so we were the youngest grandkids uh at the parties and stuff um, and so like you, you know, 40, 50, 60, it just keeps growing as exactly. everybody starts having grandkids. in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but almost all of them married somebody with a family of one or two, like you said. Oh, so well, my, uh, my write dad a book was together a, here. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my brother came from, or my dad came from a family of two. And so, oh, interesting. Um, so anyway, we've got that in common. That is interesting. So family of, you come from a family of nine. Yes. And you have four kids of your own. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the age range of the of your kids now? Uh, they are pretty young. Uh, so I have a five-year-old, a newly four-year-old, um, a two-year-old, and a eight-month-old. So, wow. so they're all so four little, under they're five. Four under five. <laughs> so, yeah, they're pretty young ones. But uh, they, they'll hopefully be buds. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the opposite. I have three girls and one boy. So. Okay. So I'm reading a lot of dad books now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Working with your dad, that's got to be a unique situation. I'm sure there's a lot of positives, maybe some negatives. But how would your parents describe you? Mm-hmm. What would their, from your perspective, what would their description of you be? Oh, wow. That's a good question. He's full of hard ones. Today. I know. He I'm just like, hit, me, hit me hard here. <laughs> like, so Where are the softballs at? <laughs> <laughs> That's here. I think they would say I am a male child. So that 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 textbook, whatever thing happens, there is a little bit of that in me trying to um, be in there. And I like to do some more crazy kind of adventurous things sometimes. So I did more of that probably pre kids. 
Um, so it probably depends when what season of life they would like to ask about. But <laughs> yeah. how about today working with your dad and and like I said, such a unique opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your dad's trusted you enough to to take over or run the business aspect of things. How do you think he'd describe you if you weren't in the room? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, we should call him up right now. Let's phone a friend here. Pretend I'm not here. Don't worry. Make him sign something. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I think it's really fun to do a you know a family business in some ways. I mean, there's a lot of people involved in NSL. It's not just the two of us. It's definitely a team making this happen. Um, but uh, you know, there's always dynamics, and I think it helps that I've left and I've come back and my a little bit later in life and so there's um it's good to pull away learn who you are a little bit and then come back together in a family business sometimes because um you know he taught me how to work a lot of different things growing up and so uh, and then i was able to do my own business for a while and then come back together so i think it's a neat um ability to know um, how to work together but also know who you are too um, when you're working with your parent um and so what was your question exactly? Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Um, <laughs> if if, uh, if maybe your I dad dodged it, or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was that next question again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, do you have something else? <laughs> no. The the, uh, the the prime question was if your dad were here, how would he describe you, and what would that look like? Ah, so yeah. He's like I shouldn't have asked. I know. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question as far as um, how would he describe me, you know, uh, I think I have an entrepreneurial kind of approach to things and so does he and so I like to say that it's not just him and me but we have a lot of stallions or people that like to go their direction and making things happen and that's a good thing Um, but it's also trying to always bring us all in the same direction. So I think he would describe us as uh, we're go-getting, trying to get stuff done. Um, yeah. But we all need to keep make sure we go in the same direction. So, um, Matt, you went into this a little bit when you were talking about the growth of the of the business in the last few years. But I think the first time we met, um, the business was still in the in your dad's garage. Yeah. So and now now, now, you, own, now like you own buildings and yeah. all that kind of thing. Can you tell us a little bit just how quickly? Um, you're growing and what that's looking like yeah I mean and you know working on garages are great you know I mean it's it's a lot leaner it's uh, it's easy I mean good commutes and uh, also the food's really close um, and uh, you know from the engineering perspective that's really great but as we started getting more contracts and people start googling where you live you know <laughs> um, they kind of expect a building and those kind of things so and we were we've been looking for a little bit too um, just for the right spot and the right timing and we wanted to stay close to uh, our location around there and um, yeah we've, we've secured some more larger contracts that were going multi-year and thought that was good timing um, and then we were working with the town um, to find a spot and we worked with the Ross family in Upland and uh, they were willing to uh, pass on the legacy and sell their buildings to us um, and uh, so I was able to purchase those, um, and the NSL was able to use the buildings. So um, there's, uh, we were looking for the right size of building too, and there wasn't too many of those available to us at the time um, in the upland region that we were looking at. So great. So what's the timeline of moving into those? I think. So we're actually moving into them in early 2022. 
so you guys are all welcome to the, the, big, the ribbon cutting. Yes, yeah, exactly. yes. So I'll <laughs> leave it vague about the that. date, but uh, <laughs> that's right. We'll be, we'll be ready for it. You made it podcast official now. That's right. Oh, but boy. Yes. Early 2022. You can just bleep in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We can totally edit that. That's right. There you go. I'll call you back. So for uh, me, I always like to ask questions. And you said you lived here um, even before we were on air. You said that you lived in the community, went to school here for a while, moved away, came back. Yep. Um, so from childhood versus adulthood, mm. what are some of your all-time favorite things about Grant County? So yeah. I know I grew up here and people will be like, oh, I did something wrong. That's why I'm still stuck in Grant County, right? But I have all these really great memories mm-hmm. of, oh, well, I can go here, or I can do this, or I can get there from here. So what are those things for you, especially when you're recruiting talent into Grant County yeah. that you sell about this place. Yeah. Um, so I almost, yeah, I feel like three seasons I got to do one for childhood, one for young adult slash, uh, single, and then, um, keep bringing kids and young family almost mm-hmm. times. And I feel like I've seen Grant County in different ways each time. Um, as a young kid, we moved here from California never had snow so that was awesome uh the snowball fights with a lot of people and you think it's awesome i, I moved mean, here from no snow and i hated it <laughs> i was like what is this white that's stuff? the 11 year old throwing snow i mean it made white christmas a whole different thing right. uh and so you know it just i think there's um a simplicity of that and we just had fun building forts and all those kind of things and uh played a lot of sports and kept busy with that um, and, you know, we weren't afraid to get in a car. We drove from California to the Midwest all the time anyway. So if you wanted to go somewhere, you'd just do a road trip. And um, But it was a great place to grow up and uh, in Upland there and loved it. Uh, then as a young adult, um, you know, started exploring some of the events around, seeing the uh, different things going on. Um, would do some road trips here and there. But, uh yeah, I think from the local Grant County events, we've got done a, started doing a lot more of those, especially now with the kids. Um, that was really fun with the young ones, uh, taking them to DuckTales. I never got to do some of those different things, but just doing a lot of different events around here um, that's going on. So that was, that's been really neat. Very cool. What's your favorite childhood memory, whether it's California mm-hmm. or Indiana? What, what uh, if you could think back favorite childhood memory that you want to tell your grandkids about uh yes uh well i mean it's usually holidays is where my mind's going right away like i said i'm a processor for these questions so right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. circle back with us so circle back a long time from now but um yeah i think there's just a lot of neat slowing it down memories um and i think that's the stuff that i really appreciate about grant county is uh with a bunch of kids, it gets really fast-paced, and we have friends uh, that we visit often or different places, and I think an ability to just appreciate time, and it's a, it's a short thing, um, and so if we can uh, really focus on the important things, um, that I think Grant County gives some of the opportunity of going deeper with people, and uh, those that's an important thing that's sometimes overlooked, um, especially it was kind of seeing that in... Um, you know, I think in COVID time period and those kind of things, you know, you, people are getting back together a little bit more, slowing things down and recognizing that's an important thing. And hopefully uh, more of our nation does. So what year did you move back for this period of life? So you talked about youth, kind of young single life and then moving back with the kids. What year did you come back into Grant County? Uh, it was the 4th of July. 
and it was about four years ago. So okay, so 2017. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> sure. <laughs> Absolutely, that's like so, asking somebody right. four kids under five. That's like, right. Everything's right. probably relative. <laughs> So I'll make you guys do the math. <laughs> People say, how long have you been married? We got married in 2003. You do the math. That's right. <laughs> I got some numbers. And right. Make you do math here. So we like STEM. So. Right. <laughs> Business side, not, right. not so good. So. so you mentioned holidays. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving, actually. So yes. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good it's, one. It's a lot of good food, a lot of good time, fellowship, you know. Food, family, and football. That's the beginning of the kickoff for all the other holidays. So, right. you know, I like yeah. that stuff. So you got about six weeks to go. That's are you right. hosting this year? Uh, you know what? I think we are not, no. <laughs> it's a big okay. hosting deal. I was going to say, family. in fairness, do you have to, like, rent somewhere to have a full, full family thing. Thanksgiving? We're starting to have to move it out of, the, like, the winter months and think of, like, summer months or something like that to get us all together. So it's, it's like a big Like Christmas crew. in July type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to plan out, like, a year in advance almost nowadays for those big events. So, However, can yeah. you imagine their Thanksgiving spread? Like, if everybody brought a dish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be a lot, of, a lot of goodness. Oh, that's a lot of good food. <laughs> That's a good My day. mom's family, it was always the park shelter. Like, that's where we'd have yeah. to move the indoor park shelter during Thanksgiving so that mm. you could fit the whole family. I'm trying to think, what does it take to get an invitation to your family? <laughs> I think there's probably so many of them, policy. they wouldn't even know. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 I could just put a name tag on. That's and, what I need to do. Know, it works out. Sarah. That's yeah. I'm going to put a Sarah Brilliant. name tag on. That's right. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> if you see me walking around, walking I'll just around be an inside there. joke. Yep. <laughs> Matt, you mentioned this. You were telling us a little bit about the the NSL and the three parts, um, the the STEM nonprofit. Yes. Can you dig a little deeper on that? Tell us kind of your vision for that mm-hmm. and and where that's headed. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity there, and just um, it was kind of one of the goals like I was sharing earlier about the launch of Near Space Launch. Uh, we've been blessed with a lot of commercial and government contracts, and we felt our mission drift a little bit from the STEM. Mm-hmm. And so the best way to keep that, we thought, would be launch a nonprofit and start hiring teachers and bringing people more involved in that. Um, so our hope is, I think, to start work. We've done some statewide programs for STEM in uh, Virginia, um, and we started working with West Virginia, and we've some other states have interested. So we'd love to kind of um, have a place, though, to kind of show some of these technologies that we've developed for these STEM learning opportunities. Um, and we'd love to do more of that in Indiana, so Absolutely. in Grant County. And so there, there's been done a lot of great partnerships in the past as well in Grant County, um, you know, with Marion and with Kings and with Taylor and other schools all around here, robotics clubs. Um, uh, but we'd love to kind of do it where a school bus could come visit and uh, look at how to build a satellite or what is how to do a little payload or um, what's that steps to get you involved in engineering. And so there's a big need for a lot of engineers and, um, you know, it's everything can be done. Uh, making a satellite can be done. It just kind of shows the little baby steps of how to get there. And so I think we'd love to build a facility, at least part of our buildings that we purchase, would love to have an area where students can come and, play around with those things and um, hopefully be inspired to build a satellite so Matt did you come up with the company name or was that your father that that named the company or his co-founder and how did you guys decide on the name Uh, so um, my dad Hank Voss and then Jeff Daly they founded it um, about the six years and they came up with that name Uh, then we just started with very creatively near space education after that so (laughs) but uh i mean i think the goal is like we work in leo uh which is low earth orbit uh so there's uh the the higher geo and the medio 
but the LEO is the low Earth orbit, which is more of near space in the lower orbit orbit. So those last uh, your satellites last for about two years when they're in orbit, or mm -hmm. five years, while the higher ones are the ones that stay right over you the whole time. So, anyways, near space is more qualified of where we work. We also did 500 high altitude balloon launches, um, and so it's kind of the realm of the atmosphere they work in. So, where are you doing these launches at? So you, you talked about the balloon launches. Where is there a I'll call it ground zero that you mm -hmm. you do these launches and is so there Jeff an Daly's place? home is actually yeah one of the spots there <laughs> ground zero, uh, but there's uh, as far as I mean we love to do some of those near at our new location and bring more people on board to come see those and be a part of that. We launched one in partnership with Wonder Space, uh, which is a local nonprofit here with children learning and playing, and we did that in Matter Park. Um, and so that's part of the goal is with the STEM uh, nonprofit is to bring those launches and bring more people involved in the process of not just launching our experiments and using it as a test site, but also as a learning opportunity and um, working with kids to put their experiments on there and launch them up. So we've been, we've been selling those balloon programs to other schools as well, um, but we'll have that in a more organized mo uh, place here soon. So, yeah. So actually launching them in Indiana. So yes. you're not going to Cape Canaveral or somewhere you know to, to do these launches you can do them right here in the state of indiana for the balloon launches yes yeah all the satellite launches those would be uh, cape canaveral or uh, vandenberg or um, australia so those would go off the spacex rockets but yeah we can't we can't do the rocket launches that'd be cool but uh, <laughs> well, debris, see, debris landing might be a problem. So say, I feel like there's a lot of permitting that would be involved <laughs> in doing you guys that. Might notice the rockets going off. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I want to be there for that. A little, one. Uh, yeah, a little so when easier. You, when you talk about balloons, we talked earlier about how you're normally the guy that explains the technical stuff to us normal people. Well, um, I'll make up something for you. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I wouldn't know if you were wrong. That's right. You're picturing. I'm you picturing balloon. Like I see two balloons in my head. One, the helium style balloon, and two, like the hot air balloon that has the basket underneath it. So when you're talking about a balloon that goes into space, mm -hmm. what does that look physically look like? Yeah, so the balloons go to about the top 1% of the atmosphere before they burst. Um, so they get a good range, so they don't quite hit space, but you can actually see the edge of space and you get some good photos and see a lot of neat studies um, can be done there. Uh, but you basically have two balloons, one that is meant to blow up when you get up there, and then one to bring it down slowly so it doesn't just drop. Um, it also has a parachute as well. Uh, but yeah, we fill it up here in Marion um, at the oxygen group there, and um, yeah, we just put uh, fill it up about most of the way. You don't fill it all the way, um, otherwise it'll blow quickly, and it kind of just gets wider and wider, triples in size by the time it reaches the top of the atmosphere, and then it blows yeah. up. It's, um, I think it gets 90,000 feet high, so and Everest is about 30,000, I think, something like that. So um, it gets way up there. So For your nonprofit, sell pictures that are taken from your balloon and use that mm. money to go back in the nonprofit. There you go. All right. Says the fundraiser. I like it. So there you go. We'll, we'll take any help we can get on that. So <laughs> we need to get that thing launched. How many total people do you have involved across your organizations today? Yeah, so we do about uh, 10 employees, um, but then we have a lot of consultants slash, and then those usually, that's one of our models is we work with a consultant and sometimes that just works into a full-time position. Um, and so that's kind of how we've been doing. So we've probably got another 10 consultants that we lean on heavily um, for our work as well. And if you're looking out 
five years from now. I know that's a long time in today's world. Things can change so quickly. Where would you see things in the next five years for your businesses? So is there any, any, I don't know, next step that you guys are looking at taking? Yeah, so I mean, there's one neat thing that we were awarded a grant to buy a, a Vibe table. Uh, so a new sector that we're just starting this beginning next year as well is called environmental testing. Um, so we can actually test things going to space. So we actually vibe objects because um, the rocket's pretty sh like a big vibe table. And so we can actually test your systems to make sure they work. So it's a whole usually other business within the space sector. Um, so that's one of the guys that's coming on board is going to really help us uh, help people test their systems on ground before they send into orbit. Um, I think the other thing is this facility will allow us to manufacture more so. Uh, in a way, it's not the large manufacturing plants of a car plant, but as far as for satellites, um, we can actually build those out. Because um, we built 60 thin sats at one time, which is the 60 small satellites um, before this, and so we can really systemize that more so, I think, um, which will allow us to hire on and more compartmentalize our building of satellites. So I think that will be the next step with this new space um, as well. How can the people of Grant County best help you? Um, whether it's businesses, individuals, is there anything that we as a community can be doing to help support your organizations? Oh, appreciate that. Um, well, I think the community has been great already. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of support when we shared that we were moving into Upland there and the, some of the buildings and uh, people were excited for it and um, you know a lot, a lot of questions were asked I think you know our hope is that we can keep partnering with people and um, you know people see Grand County as a great opportunity to keep investing in with us and so um, I think that's the vision is um, you know it was hopefully as we grow other things grow around with us and um, we can keep that happening so I think with the STEM I'll be need to partner with a lot of the school programs around here and kind of see how that can collaborations can happen um, and I think that was one of our hopes is uh, with the nonprofit that will be a more uh, collaborative uh, local endeavor as well um, and I think that's one way we can see how we can work with uh, students of all ages and get them those who are in, you know some of our best interns and hires have been uh, living here and working here and um, you know, we hope to hire some of them um, as well. So keeping keeping some of them here in Grant County and uh, working with those guys. I've got another question, but I'm going to let you guys go ahead and fire away. So if you have anything, <laughs> <laughs> I was just ready to hear uh, hear what he's uh, watching and listening. So mm. you can ask your ask no, no, your no. Well, I had one kind of follow up question. You're talking about like the talent and the kids and working with the robotics. And I have a 16 year old and a 12 year old. My 12 year old loves robotics and isn't necessarily, you know, full on into sports and that type of thing. And having young children and being here in those different stages of life for you. Um, one of the things that I've kind of appreciated about Grant County is that there's so much opportunity and access to um, different experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of those experiences that you had that maybe you're hopeful that your children will have um, as they grow up here in Grant County? Yeah, I mean, I think I came across two things that's going on now that wasn't there when I was a kid. So <laughs> that I think is really cool. Um, so I'll start there and I'll circle back to that one. Perfect. But um, 
the one I think there's a really cool robotics clubs going on in uh-huh. Grand County now and uh, we, we work with them in different ways it's in Matthews uh, you know first robotics there's other groups I'm sure out there and I'm starting to learn those and as we partner more there's there, an Oak Hill one there's an, an Oak Hill one, one and there, a Mississippi so I mean yeah we'd love to work with all those guys and so that's that's as we're starting to go more into our stem side we'd love to partner with more of those groups um, and just kind of um, I love my kids to have that capability of, oh, that you can start programming at a younger age. I mean, that's a computer age we're going into more. Um, there's some more classes where kids can learn Spanish. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier, but, you know, I mean, I used to work at a, a, a university setting where, you know, these uh, eight-year-olds came from Uganda or uh, Uruguay and they didn't know a single word in English but within a year they had slang in English going you know I'm like it's so much easier at that age so it's really neat to see uh, foreign language programs going on uh, at younger ages even where it's easy to learn that stuff uh, harder for me but <laughs> to learn now but uh, but no I think yeah I think there's a lot of neat things going on that uh, will be fun for my kids um, as far as for me growing up you know I think uh, um I've always enjoyed the activities, the sports, and those kind of things, and um, from soccer and different things like that. And I think they even have more of that over at Hartford City and different programs for kids to play and um, play at too. So that's that's been really neat. So there's a lot more things for the kids now than even when I was there. Um, as our time's winding down, I'm going to have Kylie go ahead and ask that final question. I th- I think. Uh, we'd love to have you on for a second go around. Oh. I think you're fascinating. Oh. The things that you're doing is fascinating. <laughs> I just made so, it all up. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to turn it over to Kylie. She's got some good wrap-up questions here. All for right. You. So um, we always just want to know what you are watching, reading, and listening to. So, um, yeah, what are podcasts, movies, TV shows, books? Mm. Yeah. What, what are you consuming right now? Right now. So recently, if you looked on there, I was recommended from my father-in-law, the Don Wall. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but mm. it's, it's on Amazon there. And uh, it's basically this guy that, that was, was Alex Honnold. He climbed the wall there mm. on the up, and, and he was crazy to climb that thing. And it's pretty cool to watch him do it. So he just went for this thing that no one's ever climbed, and... Um, and I was impressed by that. And then I went to the next thing, which was the free solo. And I was like, that was just crazy. You shouldn't do that. But <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> that, wasn't smart. that never ends well, right? <laughs> That's my personal opinion. But um, So those were the two uh, recent videos that I actually just watched um, with uh, my wife there. And then, um, you know, a couple other fun things, you know, on what, what other shows. They watched... Uh, you know, I'm always bad about names of things. Uh, it's on Netflix, and yeah, I'm sure you guys know it then. Like <laughs> Listen, keep describing it. Because we'll throw out ideas until we hit Kim's it. Kim's Convenience. There you go. So it's an interesting show there. So that was kind of fun to watch. Uh, it's about a group in Canada, family. Uh, in a grocery store, it's a comedy. A little lighthearted thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Awesome. Matt, it's been great to have you on. Thank you so much for choosing to, to be in Grant County and to have your businesses here. And um, if there is anything that the community can do to help you, please reach out. But uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you, and, and thanks again for being a part of our show. Well, thank you guys for having me on, and fun being with you all here today. So yeah. thanks awesome. for you do. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Our 
audience is growing and we want you to be a part of the story. Reach out to us on our social media through Instagram or Facebook or email us at wherewelandedpodcast at gmail.com for information about advertising your business on Where We Landed.